going on, my peeps? Welcome. <laughs> Solid, dude. We're, We're back, back at it. Dude. Back at it with episode number four. Four. Well, number four, mate. Man, we're rattling for it. And um, Leroy is doing it from his house, but I doing this from the gym. Hello. Coming coming from you, from pure gym, Tunbridge Wells. Here we go. Hey, mate, you're set. You've got the height thing in the background. You've got your little diagram. You look like you're in a there gym. There we go, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I know. What can I say? What can I say? I can talk you through the human body if you want. But hey, look um, at those glutes. <laughs> Lovely stuff, mate. How have you been this week? How are the first couple of days back in the gym been for you? Yeah, it's good, man. Um, I've been fairly busy. Keep keeping a few outside of the moment, just as like, just because they're trying to get you used to getting back into the gym. Um, yeah. and can't do pads, yeah. as in boxing outside, uh, inside even. So that's that's a bit of pain, but yeah, the people who have come back absolutely smashed it. What about you, mate? Yeah, no, like I think, um, like first two days back in the gym, I've had like I think thirteen sessions in the gym in two days or something. That's been matting, and like everyone's fucking like nailed it. I think I think what what I found with a lot of my athletes is that like they came to their first session like really really worried that they were going to be so far below what they were beforehand but in actual fact they're actually like really not doing too badly at all um in fact one in one in particular set three pbs in her first session back and that's like it's just testament to the fact that like i think people haven't lost as much as they think they have but that said you gotta be careful you do have to be careful you can't go in and just sort of smash a one rep max or anything like that but no the people no they've been loving it it's but it's it's just like i i think i'll find it so much easier to do like to do like sort of six seven hours a day inside the gym it's just so much less draining yeah it's it's the without the cold cold wind and everything like that man like it it absolutely drains you as well as like moving locations all the time as well um that's it but yeah great it's great fun and yeah i had my first First back session back. Um, How'd it go? As well as arms, but my biceps, mate, are really feeling it. But um, back isn't too bad. I'm a bit worried about my triceps, though, because I did four exercises on them yesterday, and I I just know that tomorrow is going to be the day for them, I think. So, well, day for the day for the um, doms, the tricky doms. Day for the doms. Yeah, man. Uh, I've also I've also been doing the burpees. I'm up to 860 now. I've got 860. I've got another hell. couple. Um, What's that like? 860 out of 2k. So that's 15 days in. Yeah, man. So I think I've got to do 70 today and tomorrow, and then I'm exactly halfway through the month, and I've done a k. So I'm on target then. It's decent, mate. decent. Bad, how, 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 how's the body bearing up with all those burpees? Uh, I need to eat a lot more. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying, I'm trying to eat as much as I can. But it's um, it's very tiring as well. It catches up with you. Like if you don't do them or don't keep up with the momentum, it's very hard to get back yeah. into doing them again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tiredness is a factor, mate, for sure. But yeah, I. 
I don't know about you. Have you done any burpees recently? <laughs> no, fuck that. I did too many. I did yeah. too many burpees in first lockdown. Uh, sorry, in um, in the over the course of lockdown, like filming hit workouts for my clients. I'm pretty sure every one of them had some variation of a burpee. Plus, in fact, I tell a lie actually. Like boot camp, like the outdoor boot camp that I'm doing, mate. That's burpee central. Like honestly, I just I pretty much bully the people who give me chat just by giving them burpees. Um, and like sometimes I have Good to deal with people just to sort of, yeah, no, I do, but I do bully particular people in boot camp. You know who you are, <coughs> Sarah, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah, mate. Um, so this episode, we got three topics to cover. First one, deadlifts. Here we go, mate. Have you, have you, have you had your, did you, um, Managed to get some deads in on the first first back session back in business at the gym. No, no, I'm I'm gonna wait a few a few uh, sessions for to bring in deadlifts again. I think um, I'm just I did a sl- I did a fairly easy back session. I'm gonna do another fairly easy fairly easy legs, fairly easy chest, and then it's, I think probably probably I, I do want to uh, bring the deads definitely back in. Um, I'm going to leave squats out a bit longer because I need to improve my single leg strength before then. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Have you done deads? Yeah. No. I've. I like. I, I think. I mean. You know how much I'm. I like. I fucking love them. I try to deadlift as much as I can. To be honest. Um, yeah. It's sorry, my, it was my first session back on Monday, and I was actually really, really surprised how sort of well I'd managed to keep things going because obviously, obviously, I've had the barbell over lockdown. Um, but I think the thing I found with, um, with doing it over lockdown, because I couldn't go any higher than 90, um, cause that's all of the weight I had. Um, I was really able to sort of get like really, really focused on technique. So like I slowed everything down, um, when I only, um, hit 90 up and I found like I was comparing, I filmed one of my top sets, um, one of my top sets on Monday, which was, I think like five at 130 or something like that um yeah. and I, I compared it to like back in december and like the tech my technique is just so much better and i think that has literally come from just slowing things down and um really um developing that sort of mind muscle connection with it um and focusing on different elements of the um of the pull as well yeah. like um certainly over over lockdown i've been doing different variations like um like pause deadlifts, um, speed from the groundwork, band work to work on lockout, and all of that has just sort of um, really helped with um, with sort of the technique side of things. But um, and also my my clients have actually found that because certainly a few of them we've done a lot of um, sort of functional core work because you know I've got the we've, um, like we've been doing lots of band work um, like bracing stuff, anti rotation stuff. And they too have found like their deadlift technique is sort of a lot better. And that's just purely come from uh, like a heavy emphasis on core training over lockdown. So um, I think, I think on the whole, like you will be able to find some sort of deadlift variation that works within your goal. I think that's why I love deadlift so much. And I include them in pretty much, I, I, I include some form of deadlift in pretty much every one of my clients programs because you can you can choose like there are so many different variations I like it's such a sort of 
Um, it's such a versatile. That's the word. That's the word. Like a living thesaurus, man. Um, <laughs> like it's um, it's such a versatile exercise, and you can adapt it, and you can manipulate different parts of it to sort of suit any any particular goal. Yeah, man. No, like the par partial deads, even off the stepper as well, are a great, yeah. great starting like point for that. Um, like rack pulls. Yeah, rack pulls, and even off like the steppers in the studio, just until people get that hip hip joint movement and pelvic pelvic flexibility. Sorry, I'm just distracted by uh, this bad boy here. He's just got up and tried to sit on my laptop. Um, so I'm trying <laughs> to like find a place to put this freaking laptop. Hey, but I'm not gonna lie, you give me you give, you give me a wee bit of seasickness. Yeah, trying like you're just staring at me right now. It's so off-putting. But um, yeah, no, like any any sort of deadlift is is great. It's probably better in many ways than than squats. Um, although squats have a lot of benefits as well. Um, I personally prefer deadlifts as a movement just because the the impact it has on your core bracing, as you say. Um, I think I think one the one thing I always say is that a well executed deadlift. Is a better core exercise than any form of crunch. Like, um, oh yeah. Like, don't waste your time with doing these sort of stupid, like, thirty-minute ab workouts that involve like leg raises and crunches and sit-ups and shit. Just like learn to deadlift properly, and you don't need to do much core training. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly, mate. It's um, it's the unsung principles. It's always about oh yeah, do freaking all of these crunches bicycle crunches all of that yeah. like lower leg raises as you say and not not enough about the main compound movements yeah. that actually include your core so yeah rotations like, as well man. like the pallet rotations are sick yeah yeah i know you're 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 big on sort of rotational exercises for your boxing as well because i know when um when um because you do boxing with a couple of my clients and i know that when we've done when I've known that they've been boxing with you, we've done like sort of lots of banded twists, um, like re really slow Russian twists to work on that, like sort of oblique control and stuff like that. Um, you've noticed the difference with their boxing, haven't you? Yeah, their speed's gone up so much. It's just getting used to different planes of motion. So it's like if, if you're right-handed in boxing, for example, and you're always doing that, it's like the cross-link chain is going to be so so strong like one side and then you're lower yeah. back on the other yeah. so then when you come to then do it the other side you'll be so much weaker mm -hmm. so if you combine the two you'll have less lower back pain and you'll have less sort of reliance on one side because that's kind of what i started to get yeah. happening I, i'm a fa i'm a fan of um getting myself into an imbalance i must admit <laughs> <laughs> just freaking you know it's like tennis players or anything like if you're if you're always hitting it on the right side or like right handed side you need to make sure that you're doing it on the left even like yeah. just in your training you don't even have to do it that hard um just because it improves it improves your performance as well ultimately like yeah well make, like for example with a tennis player i imagine i don't know much about tennis but like i imagine it makes you a better player if you can play equally on both sides on backhand and forehand yeah because if you're it's because if you're like twisting that way even if you're using both hands it's that movement the paddle you know the paddle press rotation that's really yeah, yeah. 
and then golf yeah. you got like wood chops and all that all that yeah. crap <laughs> but, I've, <laughs> <laughs> but i've um i've certainly i've certainly found like so for example today at the end of my leg section um i was doing because i i very rarely do like core specific training but like today at the end of my leg section i thought i'd throw in a couple of sort of just like two core exercises and i know it i noticed that like with them i found them so much easier than before lockdown and i think that's partially because um i think that's partially because i've been doing a lot of sort of power lifting slash olympic lifting style um stuff because my core is now much more it's much stronger and it's much more functional just from doing those big compound movements and it's 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 really sort of proven to me that if you execute like big weightlifting, like compound weightlifting exercises, if you execute them correctly, then you don't need to do too much core specific training in order to have a strong core. And for, unlike for those guys with aesthetic goals out there as well, this applies to you as well. This isn't just for those with sort of more performance related goals, those with aesthetic related goals, like you, like if you want to get the most sort of bang for your buck, then mate, just smash deads. And the key thing is, is as well, it, it's like hip thrusts and, um, you know, like getting the glutes working again. That's that's a big one. It's, it's all all related to that whole area. And it's like, yeah. like lunges with rotation, like adding a rotation to a lunge is so powerful as well. And I, I do, I use the um, Swiss balls a lot um, to help like with squat depth and everything like that. So... And also it can challenge the core, like even substituting the bench with one of those Swiss balls to then work your glutes as well as the chest. And then like you can really play around with it. Like if you're if you're boxing or like if you're playing basketball or anything like that, where you're likely to be knocked slightly off balance, your core strength will improve so much by doing that. Um, yeah, it's so, so, so good though. Like it's just good having all of the equipment back at the gym. To be, to so many, exactly it's, it's so much better because you can i certainly feel like both my own sessions and for the sessions i do for my clients it's just so much more varied um and oh my god the, you know what the best thing about it is it's not having to do that fucking spin lock on the dumbbells every time you want to change yeah. weights not having to like if you want to go up two kilos not having to like spin it off and put stick like one kilo on and Oh mate, fucking nightmare! I literally was with uh, w was with one of my clients, Poppy, the other day, and I was literally walked up to the dumbbell rack, and I just went, "Thank you for existing." <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Stop it. Just like the difference Stop between it. a five and a six and a seven instead of a five and a seven point five. It's like little sad <laughs> things like it. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I think that's the other thing. Working with whole numbers as opposed to like ten point five or something like that. Working with like 10, 12, 14, not having to use a decimal point in May. Fucking rage, rages on my OCD. Like, it's crazy. Second topic of conversation today. Obviously, we have a little bit of a, we always like to have one topic of conversation on the pod towards like mental health, um, mindset sort of related. And we thought yeah. this week, um, this week it'd probably be. Um, quite cool to share both of us because I know both of us have had experiences with depression. Um, so I think it'd be sort of, I think it'd be 
worthwhile both of us sharing our ex- our individual experiences and then just having a chat about how we deal with it and and all that mm. jazz so um so so what are your what are your experiences with that it's it's a weird one because i feel with depression it's very much like it comes hand in hand with anxiety in a way i feel like not all the time but i feel like my depressions come where my depression is telling me not to care about anything and it's like oh screw it like you can do that later like just chill in your bed like don't care about the world yeah. sort of thing like all of these like really la- lazy lazy quotes that i call them yeah and then yeah. you've got your anxiety then on the flip side going care about everything you're not doing enough like all of this all of this going on and then my therapist said like when you combine them together in your head you've then got your anxiety like speaking to you from this side and you've got your depression from this side and it's basically yeah. like a huge conflict yeah. so yeah. It, it, could, yeah. it could even be something like train today and it's like no don't train today like you're worthless like there's no point like and, or or it'll be like no train like you care you you've you've got this far with your goals like you need to you need to do it otherwise you're not gonna achieve the body goals that you want so like both sides of it is like hugely negative so and you're like, in like a really, conflicting mindset yeah effect, effectively like that's that's the experience i've had and then like the the biggest depression depressive episode that i've had was was all around that bereavement time like when my mate went and it was when i was like combining it with alcohol so i i just had lack of energy like beyond beyond like lack of energy it was almost like i was sleeping for 20 20 hours at a time and i was just chilling in my bed like in my own thoughts and i was just just really fatigued like it wasn't like i was worrying about anything it was like just just neg like had a lot i had like this weight on me um and it was almost like i i couldn't really care about anything i was like thinking quite irrational i was like being quite short with people yeah um and it's it's almost like it's like mixed mixed episode depression for example which is what i think i've got in a way so it's kind of like the lesser version of bipolar where where your highs are stupidly, stupidly high, exactly like bipolar, but not to the extent. And then, yeah. and like you, you could wake up the next day and be like, mate, like I don't even want to leave my bed. You know what I mean? So you just have, so you just have like very extreme mood swings. Yeah, man. Yeah, like it's, it's all like it could even be in the same day. Like what? Yeah. Like I'd be. I'd be absolutely fine one second and I'd be dancing, I'd be like stupidly happy. And then like, it'll be like one thought in your head, you know, like, and then all of a sudden it's like, or it, 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 even one thing that happens, like, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I could be in a really, really good mood and like, then I could get one message that sort of sets me on edge and that just completely changes my mood. And it, it might not, it might not be anything serious. It might be, um it it might be something as simple as a delivery is late so if i've ordered something online a a delivery is late so like that some Mm. like little things like that not all the time but sometimes like that just 
completely shifts something inside and it just make it makes you catastrophize everything else and it it almost puts like a um it almost puts like a lens of negativity over your eyes um yeah yeah and makes right, you see everything you uh, it's it's just like after that happens literally everything everything for the rest of that day you just see is like a failure or um you've done everything for the rest of that day completely wrong yeah and it's it's like if, it, if it's a big thing that's happened um i don't know i i feel like when i was when i was younger um i used to, i used to be more depressed i used to be like way more like oh, i just can't be asked to deal with it like i like piss off like saying all saying all this stuff in my head about like different events that were happening but now i've had the therapy and all of that i'm a, I'm a bit more resilient but if something keeps happening and it's like continued negativity like it could be you know people dying with you know like your close family members dying all the time or it could be your friends going or like people moving away mm-hmm. a lot a lot of the time mm-hmm. if depression happens it's when you're lonely so like if you're if you're lone, lonely and haven't got a lot of people around you, that's why lockdowns like was a real thing for depression because I think so many people were just isolating themselves, and if if they're not very big on social media, they just like completely go more and more and more isolated, um, and then just end up like not talking to anyone, and then when they come back, that's when the anxiety comes in. Yeah. Of like, how the fuck do I socialize again? Um, yeah. But what about you, yeah, mate? No. Have you had have you had more like depre- depression or anxiety? Because I, I I feel I, like with me I, mixture. I think it's I think it I think it's like like you said um, like right at the beginning like they go hand in hand. Um, like I think I've always been a very anxious person. I worry about the tiniest things. Um, like even like as a kid, I would worry like. Like when I'd go to school, I'd worry about if my mom and dad would be okay, if my sister would be okay. I'd like what I'd worry about the most trivial things ever. Um, so I've always sort of been that way inclined. But um, I think, as you say, like when you get um, when you set get sort of in a very low mood, um, and when you sort of go on that downward spiral towards depression, the anxiety gets worse and worse. Um, it, they they do work they do work hand in hand. Like when your anxieties on a lower level your mood tends to be higher um but i think i think certainly by like from everything you've said it's well my experience with it is very similar i um certainly when i've been sort of i've been sort of at my worst in terms of my mood um like you just completely lose interest in everything that you want to do like um and you I think I think that's you drew on something really, really sort of important there. Something that people out there should really recognise is why this lockdown has been particularly hard. It's because mm. when you isolate yourself, it automatically makes any depressive thoughts get worse and worse and spiral out of control because you are just left with your own thoughts. And I think when it's why we it's why there's such a heavy emphasis of um on talking to people about your problems because if you're left to sort of overthink things 
that's exactly what you do you overthink you catastrophize this one tiny sort of thought can grow into a massive thing in your head um and that is that's really why i know certainly i found this lockdown really hard because although i've been in contact with people every day it's not the same sort of contact like now like i've noticed these first three days in the gym just because you're constantly with people and you're with people you like and you're with people you know you're surrounded by members clients like all of the pts like it's a completely different ball game but when you're left on your own you just sort of different thoughts manifest themselves and it, it's uh, I, I think if it's one if it's and i'm very very bad at doing this myself so like and anyone who knows me mate you can you can scream at the scream at the pod saying that i'm a massive hypocrite because i i'm not very good at talking um but it is it is it is it is so important nonetheless like i know i don't do it very often but when i do do it um it makes such a difference um just voicing your feelings um and if you are st- if you are stuck in that sort of negative mindset um just tell someone even if it's someone anonymous like there are lots of anonymous helplines out there and when i've been because sometimes you don't when you'll feel when you're in a really low mood sometimes certainly when i've been when i've been feeling really sort of depressed i don't want to burden my friends or my family with those sort of feelings because like you you certainly i've been of the mindset that you don't want to pass on problems to people who've got their own shit going on um so i turned multiple times to things like the samaritans or um different helplines um where all of which were so helpful because you're not they're not taking any details they're not taking any names it's just a it's just someone to listen to you vent and stuff like that yeah people people have all got their own their own shit as well so like if you talk to them like they'll probably then confide in you as well and then that's when you know problem shared is problem halved as well um cliche but so true um but yeah like it's it's such a it's such a weird such a weird one because I just I just feel like that all the all mental all mental health and everything like if you're if you're if you're in your own head as as you say and like you're you're burnt out you're tired as well like loads of other variables like you haven't eaten your best you haven't drunk as much yeah or whatever yeah. all of these things can alter your mood and then you start then turning in on yourself your thoughts then yeah. gain traction because you're not talking to anyone so that gains energy and then it, it can push you to do things really irrational like and it's... Mate, I, I i think you've hit the nail on the head there with, with when you start getting into a depressive mind a, like a depressive mindset you like your your everyday behavior is almost always going to result in a depression getting worse like it's it's sort of a like once you start on that downward spiral, it's so, so easy to do things that like completely don't help yourself. Um, you, like you do things like isolate yourself. You stop doing things you like. You make unhealthier choices. You stop exercising. You might eat like shit. Um, and all of these things like cause hormonal um, balances to drop in your body, which causes your mood to drop. And then it just goes worse and worse and worse which is why nipping it in the bud early doors is like 
that's the way to go. That's the way to do it. It's why it's why there's been so much chat recently about um, sort of early intervention because that is the best way to do it. Because if you nip it in the bud early, identify when that sort of seed has been planted, you don't have to let it grow at all, um, and you can you can recognise that it's a problem. But I think I think the other the other thing that's really, really hard to do is admit that you're struggling. Um, I spent mm. I spent a long time trying to deny myself that um, sort of I had depression because you you just think you're going through like you just think because for me it started when I was a, yeah yeah like for me it started when I was a teenager and obviously when you're a teenager you're changing anyway but um, I thought it was just a phase and then it lasted like six months and it didn't get much better um, then it lasted a year and it kept going and in like it just had this subtle undertone in my entire life um, and it just got worse and worse and that's when um, sort of I think depression was the start it was like this for me it was like this it was the start of a downward spiral that eventually ended up with the eating disorder um, and so depression itself was sort of uh, it was like a um, it was like a middleman between even more severe problems and I think a lot of people find that depression is often often the starting point um, mm. to go into other mental health issues you know eating disorders um, psychotic disorders all of all of that sort of thing um, depression acts as sort of a middleman um, but accepting accepting help and identifying that you have a problem is is undoubtedly the hardest thing um, sort of surrounding depression how did you sort of how did you first come to the conclusion like like describe how you came about saying like did you just one day say I think uh, I think I need help or uh, I was actually in my old job at AXA and um, I knew something was wrong but I didn't I didn't know what was wrong like if that makes sense and it was the not knowing what was wrong that was causing me more anxiety so then my depression was getting worse so yeah. it was like a it was like a really horrible um cycle to be in um but yeah i'd say i'd say really my my second year like in in axa when i spoke to my manager about it and literally every manager i had throughout axa was amazing they signed me off work like if i needed it and um you know like, i can't thank them enough to be honest like because i had health care through them yeah um, I th- so i suppose I think my gp it- about it <laughs> i think employers on the whole are getting better i think that certainly they are getting a lot better um recognizing mental health problems particularly depression because it's so prevalent um i don't know the exact figures but i'm i, I know it's ridiculously high i think employers are getting more and more um understanding that's the word and i was gonna say as well i don't know about how how do you because everybody likes help in different forms like for me it's isolating writing down my own thoughts and then coming back how do how do you like get help do you do you talk to like a particular person do you do it yourself or do you do you know what i mean or do you go to like a therapist or i 
when I when I I think one of the reasons why I got worse so quickly initially was because I had nothing. I would just bottle it up. I wouldn't do anything. I wasn't sort of conscious about my thinking. I didn't write anything down. But now, like I think because I'm quite open about it, um, I have certain people. You know, um, I talked to Raymonda. I talked to Luce, my sister. Um, those are and my mum. Those are probably the three people I talk to. It like if I'm trying, and as I say, I'm pretty shit for talking. But um, other than that, the sort of the main way I deal with those sort of the um, like depressive thoughts in particular, to be honest, is mostly um, my coping mechanism is just to um, sort of train and exercise. Um, most usually, when it's really really bad thoughts the number one thing I do is run. Um, and it doesn't even have to be far. It can literally just be getting outside for a, for a 3K. Um, but just getting outside and getting your blood, blood pumping around the body just helps sort of calm your mind. Or even just going for a walk, um, like mm. some sort of low-impact exercise that gets you out and about. Um, out, like, I've always been a bit, of a bit of a vitamin D junkie. I love getting outdoors. I love the outdoors. Um, and I think being in nature, being outdoors, getting some fresh air, that is probably my number one coping mechanism now for um, dealing with those thoughts. Um, but yeah. I was going to say as well, like with, um, yeah, co coping, coping strategies massive as well. Like the second that you know what's wrong like you've ascertained all of that and then you can like kind of deal with your own problems that shows that you're on like a a real good level like with yeah. your own headspace and that yeah. it takes freaking ages to get there. it's worth it yeah i think yeah, both I you and i also we both have similar um similar sort of mindsets in terms of we both use like cbt techniques to um think about our thinking be very conscious about our thinking um and yeah think think thinking with direction almost like you i know i know certainly i still occasionally if i'm having a really really bad day i still write down my thoughts and once you look at those thoughts on a piece of paper and you see them in black and white you can realize how irrational they are i think that's one of the that's one of the reasons why people like therapists encourage you to write down your feelings um and when i was going through cbt for my eating disorder that was something that we did a lot we did a lot of writing down my thought patterns towards food and it's exactly the same with depression writing down your feelings in black and white seeing them on a piece of paper is such a powerful exercise because um like it's so hard to imagine it's so hard to visualize those thoughts in your head and therefore gain a bit of rational thinking towards them but if they're down in front of you and you can just see them like it's just so much easier to rationalize them and prove them wrong in your own head it's it's a weird one it's it's like it's such a psychological sort of yeah i don't don't really know how to describe it but yeah like i i feel i feel like as well like sometimes you need closure on certain things um I sound like I sound like a typical like TV. So oh my god, you need closure. But um, <laughs> no, so like sometimes I'd get if something really bad has happened, like 
a traumatic event, I'd be like, okay, I need to kind of seal this off because otherwise it's going to impact my future thinking a lot. Yeah. Um, so like with, yeah. with my mate going, I, I lit, this sounds really corny, but I wrote, I wrote down a letter like to him about yeah. how I felt and about how, all my feelings and about like how much like I miss him, yada, yada, yada. And how much, you know, like life's going to be different without him. And then literally yeah. folded it up and put it under my pillow, fell asleep on it. And literally just then the next day was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to leave this behind. I'll, I'll keep revisiting it on anniversaries and that. But like, unless I'm drawing any positive thing from it, there's no yeah. point in me dwelling on it. And it's yeah. like anything negative that happens where a relationship fails, whether friends do something behind your back or uh, I don't know, like something really shitty or like people dying suddenly. There's yeah. countless things. Um, oh, mate, like that's, that's, that, that's such a cool, like that, that's such a cool way of looking at it. I've never, I've never thought about doing that, you know, writing something down, putting it under your pillow and sleeping on it. And that, and you say that sort of really helped you get that bit of closure and put like almost start the next chapter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird, man, because, I mean, writing things down in general was, like, massive help and, and like, write down what, what went well during the day even and what went bad and, like, what you've got to look forward to, like, even simple things like that. But, but yeah, to, like, a traumatic event or something, yeah. if you feel like it's really draining your energy, like, more negative than positive, it really helps like yeah. as you say turn over a new leaf in a sense it won't completely go i'm not saying it will completely go but yeah. it's almost like you're yeah. you're speaking <laughs> you're speaking your mind to to someone it's like if someone yeah. dies in general like yeah. if it's like your granddad going or something like just write to them and just let them know how you feel it like it's weird but I don't it's know. not mate it's yeah, not mate it's not weird it's, it sounds like such a it sounds like such a sort of it's a brave exercise to do, but it sounds like such a positive way of turning such a traumatic event on its head and using it as a positive, using it to make you stronger, using like using that kind of exercise to help you move forward in your life from a point where it's obviously been pretty tough. And be and be like, I'm so grateful that you you showed me this. Like, I wish we could have like experienced like more things together. Like, um, thank you for, you know, like bringing all of this into my life. And I just, I feel, you know, angry and sad and a mixture of emotions as to, you know, what has happened, but like, I can't obviously change it like that kind of thing. And it's like when, when family members go as well, it's just like, thank you for bringing this, you know, I don't know why this has to happen, but this is just the way it is. <laughs> But, but, that, um, but that's that's that's, that's like, that, like I think that's the best the best way of looking at an event like that is the way you dealt with it taking like taking the positives out of such a negative situation it's such a hard thing to do because at the time particularly if someone's like really if you're really really close to someone who you lose um mm. taking the positives is the hardest thing you can do because obviously you're in such a sort of you're you well you're you're in grief um you're grieving but if you can take the positives it will help you 
it will almost help you sort of live out their memory if that makes sense um but mate that's that's like i hope that both because i think both of us have we have similarities and differences in terms of how we've dealt with our individual issues but i think that just shows that however you deal with your problems however you deal with your mood it could be anything but the 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 sort of one thing that unites everyone's um methods with dealing with something like depression is being conscious about your thinking that's the main thing yeah. and identify identifying that you need that help um that's the one thing that unites every positive spin on depression and the hard, the hardest thing is is when you're in a depressive mindset like you think all of these thoughts like oh mate he's gonna hate me he's gonna like literally think i'm a crap person he, uh, he's gonna think or oh, she's gonna think that i'm freaking crazy for thinking like this or she's gonna judge me and then like through all of that you just like when you're in that mindset you don't reach for help you just don't and it's yeah. like you have to you have to fight yourself out of this like invisible like glass house in a way that you're like in you just be like fuck you thought so i'm gonna freaking say say what i want like and i like it yeah, i like it you have to rip your brain up man like you have to just be like look positivity man i'm gonna fucking help help myself like i've been so concerned about what other people think what do i actually bloody think like you know what i'm saying yeah i like it mate uh well all i hope is that this chat has been able to help at least one person out there if it's helped one person then mate we've done our job we have done our job right i know you've got a couple of couple of athletes later on so we're going to finish on three tips for people out there suffering with crippling doms i am one of those people <laughs> leroy hit me with it oh, mate. honestly like i my back and my biceps mate today i feel like i've been i don't know hugging the biggest tree in the world like that for about 24 hours but all i had my bicep in a vice but no protein keep your protein, protein high number one protein keep the protein high number two mate after legs today <laughs> after legs today rolling was the worst thing in the world but also the best thing make sure you prioritize your stretching, your foam rolling, and your recovery post-session. Do not skimp. Even if you're strapped for time, peeps, make sure that you dedicate at least, at the very least, five to ten minutes to a bit of rolling. It will do you favours. Trust. Sorry I'm late, guys. <laughs> Sorry I'm late. Sorry I'm late. I just had to roll out my glutes. Like. <laughs> I just had to roll out my hamstrings. Mate, it's got to be or, done. It's you know. first couple of weeks back. Like it's got to be done. People have got to be understanding. Um, and number three, don't go in at the deep end. Don't lift too heavy. Don't make the mistake that I made today because I am really suffering for it. <laughs> sleep well as well. Like honestly, like get your sleep in. Like yeah. Get into good sleeping habits. Sleep hygiene. That's what it's all about. The sleep hygiene. Honestly, mate, I, I feel like, I mean, hot baths and all that, I feel like they do the opposite in a way. I feel like they, they, they don't really, I think it was like the, a Cairo or a physio was saying that if you, if you go into like hot water straight after like a session, 
your skeleton will just go back to where it was or some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just make, just make, even sports massage, man, sports massage. I'm going to go for osteo as well, man, like my ribs. Anyway, yeah, your I'm ribs aren't good, are they? There, yeah. <laughs> your ribs aren't good, mate. That's all the burpees. They're not, they're not doing you any good. Chest the floor, literally chest the floor where you break it, like crack your ribs. Oh, mate, like, li literally, if some if someone in boot camp does anything other than chest the floor, if they do like sort of one of these step back bastards, I'm like, no, you get you get your fucking chest on the floor, mate. Do a burpee, not a fucking I don't even know what you call it. Grasshopper. <laughs> a grasshopper. Yeah. Mate, I think I think we're gonna have to leave it there. It's nearly quarter two. Oh, yeah, people. man. You're going to have to shoot off. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. You guys are dreams. And if you have any comments, feedback, or simply just want to leave a little chili pepper, stick it in the comments below on Insta or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, keep it spicy, peeps. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. La, 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 la. <laughs>